Hi, listeners, therapists. Welcome to another episode of Minding My Own Jamaican Business. Oh, therapist. It's 1.32 a.m. in the morning where I am. And I am not asleep. It's not like my head isn't on the pillow. It's not like I'm not under warm comforters. It's not like the house isn't locked up and secured. It's not like my child isn't in her bed fast asleep. I just can't find that place of Good night, sleep tight. I don't know, therapist. I don't know. Before I jump into that, though, where are my manners? How are you doing? How is everything going for you? Are you unpacking your feelings? I'm trying to unpack mine. I'm trying to deal with stuff as they happen. I hope you're doing the same. Don't worry if you're hearing some sound issues, I promise. I have a proper mic and I'm ready to roll out for season three. This is just some additional season two episodes. Ramblings, for want of a better word. Therapist. Remember that story about Rip Van Winkle? How he went for an afternoon nap and... Woke up years later. I wonder what his secret was. Because I can't for the life of me find eight hours of sleep sometimes. I have a lot of memories and stuff that keep me up and bother me. And, you know, it's hard. Growing up in Kingston, um, not in a rich neighborhood, (laughs) Um, I saw some things I shouldn't have seen as a kid. And you go through life thinking that stuff doesn't affect you, but it does. And affects me most, therapist, when my head is on the pillow like right now and I'm trying to, trying to go to dreamland, you know, that's when, that's when things you don't want to think about pop into your brain. And keep you out of dreamland. <laughs> like right now. So one of the memories that. Floods my mind when I. Put my head down to sleep is. Something that happened when I was eight years old. Almost turning nine. I know I can trust you therapist to let you know this. So I'll tell you. Maybe if I tell the story, I can finally get some sleep. 
So my mom sent me to the shop. It's a common thing back then. Um, I don't recommend it now, you know, to let your eight-year-old child go unattended somewhere. I don't recommend it now. But when I was growing up in the 80s, you know, there were still people who would, you know, look out for kids, watch over kids. Child didn't have to be their own for them to have a vested interest in that child's um, future and possibilities and kind of help to secure it and guard it. You know, those days, man, I wish those days were still around where people cared about kids, you know. It's not so much now. But I digress. Um, I was about eight years old and my mom sent me to the shop. Grew up in Kingston. Children going to the shop was a regular occurrence. And there was always that little sing-songy thing that you did to help you remember what <laughs> your your mother asked you to buy, you know. I personally would sing it along as I'm going to the shop under my breath. I wasn't walking around singing out loudly what my mom wanted me to buy, but I would sing along just to help me to remember what I was going to the shop to get. I remember she gave me a plastic bag. At that time, plastic was the becoming the thing, you know, because when I was much, much, much younger, it was paper bags. It was paper bags, everything. It was um, glass bottles. Like when you had to get a soda, you got your soda in a glass bottle. It was later on in the 90s and, you know, late 80s, 90s, that plastic just kind of replaced everything. But, you know, in my early years, I remember paper bags. Um, I remember, like, if you went to um, any kind of gathering where they were serving soup, you would get it in, in a paper cup, you know, uh, at... Um, uh, not, not a regular, not a flimsy cup, but um, they had special cups that they would put soup in. So I remember this plastic bag that my mom gave me because it was multicolored. It was a striped plastic bag. And it had all the colors of the rainbow on it. And I remember um, she, she, she folded it up, rolled it up, rather, put it in my hand, put the money in my hand and... Um, and she said to me, you know what, put the money in the plastic bag, then roll up the plastic bag, put it in your hand, and go on your way. Therapist, I remember singing my little song to help me to remember what it is I was supposed to get from my mom at the shop. When I got there, there was a lady standing in there ordering um there was a young man right outside the door he wasn't in the shop but he was near the shop the door of the shop as i 
this is an aside, but as a child, when you used to go to the shop, and if there was nobody there at the counter, not counter, but behind the uh, Jamaican shops, when you go in, you can't just, you don't take the things up yourself. There's someone there, there's usually like a metal uh, barrier type thing, and you just, you know, you went up and you would, ask the person for what you wanted and they would serve it to you so because of that if you went into the shop and there was nobody you couldn't see anybody as soon as you walked in it was customary for you to shout serve serve and then whoever was running the shop they would come and serve you but that day I didn't have to call surf because when I went in, there was a lady there and she was making her purchases. And I remember I had my flip-flops on, my little skirt, you know, and a plastic bag rolled up in my hand, a little blouse on. And I don't remember if I had a hat on my head or or my hair was in newbie or not because that's something that we do in Jamaica, like we... On the weekends, you know, little girls get their hair washed and greased and um, normally put it in Nubia knots. Only Nubia knots is not what we call it. I'm afraid to say what we call it. I'll say it because, you know, I'm sharing a story. Um, when you get your hair, when we got our, when I got my hair washed, and greased as a child, then they would put it in Nubia knots in Jamaica called Chiny Bump, right? I don't know why. I know that the word Chiny now is racist. I don't think it was meant to be that, and I'm not sure why. I promise to find out for you therapists why it was called that, okay? Or why it is still called that. So the lady's um, making her purchases. I'm standing there with like a flip-flops. And as I said, when I was coming into the shop, there was a guy who was close to the door. Wasn't quite in the shop, but he was close to the door of the shop. Um, didn't have a shirt on. I think he was smoking a cigarette. Marlboro, if I, if I'm not mistaken. I'm waiting for the lady to finish making her purchase, and I'm singing along. In my mind now, because I'm someone else is there. Singing along, the things my mother asked me to get at the shop. That sound is me pulling my sheet over me a little bit more, hoping hoping that by the end of the story I'll be in dreamland. You know, I only have maybe two hours of sleep before I have to get up and do the mommy thing again <laughs> another day. Again, I digress. Back to the story. So, I'm standing there and I'm... I'm humming along now the tune in my head the lady is opening her plastic bag put her goods in she's reaching into her bosom 
<laughs> That's another thing. <laughs> I'm telling you so many Jamaicanisms in this one story, but another thing that we do, or older ladies do in Jamaica, is they don't keep their money in their handbag or a purse. They have something that they call a tread bag. Um, it's not actually a bag made of thread. It's just called a tread bag. And sometimes it's just like a, 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 a small plastic bag. And they put their money in and then put it into their bosom. So they don't actually like put it in their pockets or their bags. Their money is in the bra, in the brassiere. She reaches into her tread bag and she pays the shopkeeper for the goods. It's my turn now. I go up to the shopkeeper, open the plastic bag with my money in there, and I, I sing the song again in my head and I order what my mom wanted in the shop. Order it, therapist, and I hear her shouting outside. I hear her scream. I turn around to look what's going on. Shopkeeper by this time is picking up the goods that I had sang off well they didn't sing it but in a sing songy tone because I've been singing all, all my way all the things my mother wanted at the shop I step outside to see what the commotion is about I hear the loudest noise I've ever heard in my life hear her scream. It's the lady that just left the shop. She's standing there. Screaming her face off. Look down on the ground. It's that shirtless dude who was smoking a Marlboro. He's on the ground. There's blood everywhere. Even on my plastic bag with Umber, the, the rainbow colors on the lines. There's blood on that too. There's blood seeping into the cracks of the sidewalk. Shopkeeper is calling to me. Little girl, little girl. Come, come for your things. Move, move from there, little girl. Move from there. Little girl, move from there. I'm frozen in place and my ear is ringing. It's, it's just ringing. It's ringing. It's ringing. And I don't want my plastic bag anymore because it's bloody. And the guy who was smoking the Marlboros with no shirt on it. He's on the sidewalk and most of his head is gone. And I 
and frozen in place. I don't even remember walking back home. But I looked up and I was back home. I got to the veranda and emptied the things out that my mother sent me for at the shop. I threw away the bag. I just threw the bag away. I just never wanted to see that bag again. I threw that bag away. Police came later that day and they, they did did a canvas of the community and asking anybody if they'd seen anything, if they'd know anything. They asked me, little girl, weren't you out by the shop? No officer, I said. This girl, didn't you see anything? And did you hear anything? N no, officer, I said. Because the one thing you cannot do when you live in an inner city community is tell the police you saw or heard something. That is dangerous. That is detrimental. That is you won't make it to see another day if you do that. As much as you want to be a good citizen, as much as you want to help, you know, you know, your matter could be what would Jesus do? It is dangerous. Dangerous to your health and your well-being to offer any information to the police. They were talking to me and my ear was still ringing because I was standing right there when they shot this guy. To be honest with the therapist, I really didn't see the shooter. I didn't. I was frozen in place. A plastic bag ruined because of the blood that was on it. Blood splatter that was on it. Woman screaming her face off. Shopkeeper calling my name. Well, not my name, but little girl, little girl. I really didn't see who did what. But man, did I hear it. Ear just kept ringing, kept ringing, kept ringing. I remember when I was doing science class in fourth grade, and the teacher was talking about brains, and let's talk about your brain, and 
what it does for the body and going in on her lesson now. <laughs> I raised my hand and I said, It's gray. She said, What? I said, It's gray. Your brain is gray. And she's like, Very good. They call it gray matter. You've been reading a lot. <laughs> Didn't have the heart to tell her I actually saw saw someone's brain on a sidewalk when I was eight, almost nine years old. I let that teacher think I read it in a book. Never told her I actually saw brain and blood. On the sidewalk. Sometimes I wish I could rip Van Winkle. These memories you know. The bad ones. Just rip Van Winkle them away. Keep all the good ones. All the happy ones. And let them sustain me. And put. The sad ones into a Rip Van Winkle state. Never forgot that day at the shop, therapist. I remember it every time I put my head on the pillow. It was something that happened over 20 years ago. The thing about children and traumatic events is that it follows it I wouldn't well not follows you but somewhere in your psyche messes you up you don't realize because you're still out there you play with your friends and you you know you're still a kid you're still a child but it changes something in you I think I feel the sleep coming on now. I always feel so much better when I talk to you, therapist. Thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of Minding My Own Jamaica Business.